Hello, everyone, and welcome to Next Gen Newsweek, your weekly podcast for all the news surrounding Xbox, PlayStation, and the Nintendo Switch. My name's Mitch. I'm joined tonight with Richard. Hey. And Michael. Howdy. All right, gentlemen. So before we get uh, started tonight, just want to uh, go over some issues we had with the last episode uh, as far as audio goes. So apologies for that. And also for not having an episode last week because uh, technology either really likes you and works well or sometimes it doesn't work at all and you have to wait for it to come around and start working again. So hopefully we're going to be back on track with getting new episodes put out every week. Also, in the second half of this episode, I have an exclusive interview with Jason Tomlinson of Big Dad Games and Jonathan Bly, who is a competitive Smash player, uh, about the new Smash character who's supposed to be out, hopefully by the time you're listening to this. But before we get to that bit, we have some news we're going to go over. So, last week, EA did their EA Play presentation where they showed off a bunch of the new games that are coming out from them within... The next year or so so we're gonna go through these uh, headlines real quick and just talk about all the news that they showed off which the first thing which was apex legends which is a battle royale game currently out on all the current gen systems is coming to switch and it is getting cross-play support so michael you being the apex player of this chat what do you think about this news i i think it's going to go the same way it went with fortnite honestly like, it's going to be great at first for a couple of different players that want to play it on the go. And so they'll have that option. But I really don't be it, see it being, like, a really hot contender, at, I mean, as far as it fares on regular consoles and even PC. Uh, I think it's going to basically just stick to its own server and it's going to be kind of shuttered off somewhere. And like, oh, we ported it. Congrats. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I don't like about Fortnite, which I think we've brought up before, is about how Fortnite can barely handle 30 FPS on the Switch, and the current-gen systems are pushing 60, and the next-gen systems are supposed to be hitting 120 for these games, so it's kind of like you are at such a competitive disadvantage while playing on the Switch. So you may be able to play with your friends and have a good time, but don't be expecting to win any games. Uh, well, if you, especially if your team is, unless you were just carrying the Switch player throughout most of the game. Uh, Richard, do you dabble into Apex or anything like that? I don't. No, I'm, I'm not into the. It's a MOBA, isn't it? It's a Battle Royale. Okay, is that different than a MOBA? <laughs> yeah, that's just. From that answer alone, you can see that's not my style of gameplay. So no. <laughs> it's just like a. It's made by Respawn, who uh, makes Titanfall. So they stopped making new Titanfall games to do a game that pretty much has like the same art style and a lot of the mechanics of Titanfall, but it's just a battle royale. Ah, uh, yeah. I think I think theirs is a hundred players. Yeah, not me, not me. All right, and next on that list was that The Sims Four, which has been out for several years now, I believe, is no longer locked behind EA Origin and is coming to Steam. So on PC, you can now play the on the steam version not just be have to pay a subscription to ea to use their platform to play the sims which i bet is a good thing for the sims modding community i'm sure they're really excited about that but neither one of y'all played sims right i i used to i actually i really like the concept of the sims i just i haven't played these latest latest iterations just because it, it feels so much like a cash grab 
with all their expansions, when you add them up, it's it's several hundred dollars if you would want them all. And I just I don't understand paying that much for the kind of game that The Sims is. So I kind of I bowed out a few years back or a few releases <laughs> back. That definitely makes sense to me. I, I don't I don't think I could ever pay for those expansions. I'm so in this current you know day and age with uh, the way that downloadable content is presented like you get for most time you get you know if you spend 20 30 dollars on dlc you're getting like a ton of stuff and from what every time i see the sims they're like yeah we got this new like festive party pack and all it is is like new outfits and like yeah. a couple of like new you're, you're paying like it's, like it's not 20 dollars worth of dlc no no you're paying 20 bucks for you know and even if they do add a new element like let's say they add vampires i mean that's still just a really small thing to add and for something like that you're paying like in upwards of 40 bucks and yeah it's just there's yeah. there's the values not there all right so next was also a new rpg called lost in random which kind of has like this tim burton type of vibe to it but you play as a um a little girl who has like a a six-sided die as a companion or as a weapon however you want to describe it uh richard what did you think about the trailer i can't wait to jump in that world the art style definitely i mean i'm, I'm a tim burton fan and also i'm a henry Selleck fan and he's done other videos or videos other movies in that same kind of genre with the stop motion and stuff like that so it, it definitely looks interesting the character development looks really interesting the world looks interesting you know i can I'm intrigued by it because I can honestly say I don't 100% know what's going on, but I'm curious to find out. Yeah, totally. Michael, did you watch the trailer? I did. Uh, I, I also really enjoyed the art style. I think that is one game that will lend itself to uh, worse displays, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, if you're, especially if you're chopping your, your frame rate really low, you're going to get that stop motion feel with the game. Oh so, yeah. I mean, I think there there'd be actually be a like a point to actually like downclock any any sort of display or computer play that you you have with that game. I wonder if they implement that as some type of mode where you could play it like in a stop motion mode instead. That's a good point. That would be awesome. Yeah, and they followed that up with Rocket Arena, which is the best way I can describe it is it kind of ha it looks like it's trying to hit those same type of vibes as Fortnite and um, Overwatch, except that everyone has different types of rockets. So yeah, I mean it doesn't really look like my type of game, but I bet that it ends up getting its own uh, community and pretty much it, I can see this game becoming an esport at some point if it gets the following that I think it would get, but it's. You're saying we, we may see their toys at Walmart? <laughs> Rocket Arena toys. It, it is possible. <laughs> we'll know uh, next month because Rocket Arena launches on July 14th. So we've actually got just over just a little over two weeks before that game actually comes out. All right. And towards the end of the show, they started coming out with a lot of like the the bigger games. And sadly, this game actually got leaked online before they were able to show it off, and that is uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is, in the best way I can put it, it's like a dogfighting space game, but like you get to play on... You're gonna have to, you guys are going to help me out because I'm not good with Star Wars lingo. What are the two sides of the... 
Uh, well, from the trailer, it's the the New Republic and the Empire. So with them calling it the New Republic, it's got to be like the remnants of the Empire. So if uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, it looks to me like Mandalorian time period. So pretty much those two factions in a space dogfighting game. It's five v five. It's got a solo single player and it's got um, multiplayer modes. And the best thing for me, and I hope that this game is setting a standard with EA going forward, and is that it is going to have crossplay on every single system that it's on, which is the Xbox One, the PlayStation Four. It's on Steam. And the real cool ones, it's on PlayStation VR, and it's also on Oculus VR. And the VR uh, systems are able to do cross-play with the regular console versions, too. And I just I love that it, this game's kind of setting the precedent that it, whenever the, you're playing a game with a VR mode in it, that you're able to still be able to do cross-play with the other systems. I think that's just really cool that they did that. I'm I'm eager just from the story aspect because I may be wrong, but I think Disney has made it a point to where anything that comes out related to Star Wars has to be canon. So with this time period, it's right after Return. So I'm hoping to get a glimpse of. I mean, we probably won't get too much because it is more about dogfighting, but maybe even just like a little hint, maybe a little Easter egg on what some of the original trilogy characters are up to during this time period. That would be great. Yeah, I agree. It, to me, like, I know it's a different type of medium, but my favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. That's kind of like a hot take, but I really like that movie. And I kind of enjoyed that there wasn't a lot of um, stuff that involved, like, the main cast of A New Hope up until, like, the very end, when obviously the two oh, movies yeah. are starting to merge as far as their timelines go. But I do, I do like what you're saying about getting to see kind of like what the the uh, the main characters are up to during that time, and it may actually fill in some of the story bits between what happened in Episode Six. You know, I think even though there is like a 20 year gap, I believe between Episode Six and Episode Seven, but they may be able to hit some lore up in there to kind of um, set more things in motion or add more backstory to how right, Episode Seven starts. It definitely takes a turn away from what the books kind of took it towards. So that's a huge conversation. I don't want to get off on that tangent. But yeah, it'd be nice to have a little bit of filler yeah. there. Yeah. All right. And then after Star Wars, we got more confirmation that uh, EA Sports games such as Madden 2021 and FIFA 2021 are still coming out on current gen and EA is offering their own version of the Xbox smart delivery system as far as moving the games from the current gen to the next gen. And so far, these are the only two games that have been confirmed that are on PlayStation four that are going to be getting a PlayStation five version or an upgrade of them that is going to be free. And somewhere in the midst of all this, there was an article about, how maybe the EA would stop supporting this free upgrade once the next Madden and FIFA games, probably the 2022 versions, come out, that they would no longer be supporting the free upgrades. So, uh, Michael, I'll jump to you. Do you think that they 
should stop doing those upgrades or is that something that they need to constantly keep doing for any of these next gen games going forward or should they put stops on whenever they stop doing it uh i mean i think largely it depends on um how late in the market they they keep on doing it versus what type of game it is i mean for i mean like for fifa for example i mean like i mean that's that's a console seller for some people I'm not sure who those people are, <laughs> but I will pray for them. <laughs> and, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, some people just right off the bat just don't have the money for the new console, and that's understandable, uh, especially you know in the turbulent times that we live in right now. Um, but I, I don't think it should be something. While it is nice, and I like it, and I want it to be like a regular institution. Um, just, Hey, if you buy it for one thing, you get it for everything because that kind of goes into the digital rights media, um, being, everything being DRM free. And so like, you know, if I buy, you know, no man's sky for PC, I should be able to play it on my PS4 or Xbox or switch or whatever system they've ported to. I, I should be able to log in and play it on whatever system that they have it available for. But I mean that's not that's that's a that's a dream goal. They're not there yet. There's there's lots of uh, I'm sure legal roadblocks and um, other other agreements that they're having to make with all the other you know system manufacturers to get those to get those in place. So um, I, I think it's really just to help sell systems early on. Yeah, I I agree. Well, if one skateboarding game this year wasn't enough skateboarding games for you. You should know that there are two skateboarding games uh, that were announced before the EA Gaming Showcase. But now after the EA Gaming Showcase, we now have three skateboarding games that have been announced within the past uh, month and a half. We, uh, the ones beforehand were Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remastered and Skater XL. And now we have the third one, which is Skate, that has pretty much been confirmed to be skate four but they have not actually put the four title on it so um richard are you excited to have three skateboarding games coming out this year or sometime in the next year <laughs> yeah i i was a huge fan of the tony hawk series i actually never played any of the skate so when it comes to that if i do get one it's probably going to be the tony hawk one but i've, I've heard a lot of good things about skate so i don't know you know they're going to be competing with one another and it, it's probably going to it's going to be dictated over you know whichever one that you've had more fun playing with previously so um uh, it'd be better at least for me personally if they were staggered a little bit more because then you know i i could maybe get well i probably still wouldn't buy all of them i don't know man it's may the best skateboard game win <laughs> <laughs> well so that's the thing i've always like you know with tony hawk like they always to me they always focused on realism like everything that you do it's it's as real as it can be and skate does that to an extent but skate also has a lot more variety in different game modes the favorite though is the hall of meat that i believe was introduced in skate 2 but was it was drastically improved in skate 3 but basically instead of it being about like how much of a score you can get it's about trying to kill yourself but in the dumbest ways possible and doing causing the most harm to your skater wow. and trying to get a certain <laughs> amount of points off of it and it was like 
to me, looking back, I feel like to an extent that Mortal Kombat 10 got the idea for the X-rays from Skate because Skate came out way before MK10 did. And that's what that game does. Like when you hit your head, you go into skeleton mode. You see the neck break. You see like everything. <laughs> now, granted, they they could have came up with the idea around the same time, but to me, it just kind of seems like that they got the idea from Skate. But I don't know. Like, I'll probably get Tony Hawk remastered and Skate Four or whatever it's called. I don't see myself picking up Skater XL because one, I've never played Skater or have heard of Skater up until this point. So. I mean, I might give, might look at it, but I don't know if it's worth. I think you know, price point's probably going to be different. Wouldn't you think? Maybe. Yeah, don't know, don't know about skate or skate four or skater, but Tony Hawk remastered is forty dollars. So yeah, see, it's... if you become a skater boy, I'm gonna say see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might because you know, skate four is a legitimately new game, whereas the Tony Hawk is a remaster, so. That's probably going to play into it as well. This is true. This is true. All right, so outside of the EA showcase, we had four games that were shown off, and one, of, and then an update for another game. So uh, the first one was actually aired right after the Smash Brothers uh, presentation for the new fighter, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time, and literally it's about time for a new Crash Bandicoot game. And I bet the game is about time. There's a lot of play on words there. Also, we had a new update for Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is the first of two summer updates. And, Michael, take it away. Tell us about uh, Animal Crossing. Fuck Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, it was Uh, crossing everywhere. um, So, uh, yeah, part of two summer updates, and uh, I'm sure there's uh, guesses as to what the next one will be, but... um, Usually the uh, Animal Crossing series uh, lately with this game has been doing uh, like seasonal sort of collection uh, items. Uh, I believe for the fall it's going to be like mushrooms. I'm not sure what summer is. So, and then, uh, previously they uh, they did uh, cherry blossoms you had to catch. So I'm not sure what summer summer updates are really going to be beyond uh, like the diving aspect, which they're really pushing for. And hopefully we'll see some uh, some better uh, quality of life changes that uh, a lot of fans are really pushing for like uh, selecting multiple items in the inventory or selecting multiple items in the shop that is that is something that fans are uh, i mean it, it's it's a minor annoyance, annoyance having to go multiple times for a single thing when it, it's that they've had this in previous games but uh, you're going to see a new character pascal you'll be able to collect and uh, trade for trade items with him for furniture and DIYs and hopefully they'll make it a little bit easier to get some of the other more sought after DIY recipes like the Ironwood set uh, but I think it's going to be a nice update cool I, I sadly uh, fell off the Animal Crossing hype train uh, after my quarantine leave was over and I had to get back to work and had to focus on other stuff so I wasn't able to uh, give that game the time that it needed so uh, making somebody else happy with that game who actually um, reached out to me the other day to thank me again, like a month or two later, for letting her get uh, completely absorbed into Animal Crossing, which was a nice thing to wake up to one morning and see how happy that that was that game was still continuing to uh, make her. So, the Pokemon Company hit us with um, some news over like two different uh, directs, I guess, over the past uh, week and a half. 
And the first one had a couple of mobile games in it and then a pretty awesome Switch reveal. The mobile games were Pokemon Smile, which is a game that encourages kids to brush their teeth and they catch Pokemon while they brush their teeth. Now, Richard, you being the only one out of the three of us that has a kid, um, what do you think about Pokemon Smile, and do you think that that's something that uh, you could actually see your uh, your child using? Absolutely, and that's that's where the use of it begins and ends. I mean, it's a tool to get kids to have better dental hygiene, and that's it. <laughs> I am excited for it, you know, because she <laughs> loves Pokemon. You know, she's she'll be seven at the end of the year, and... She loves Pokemon. She loves the cartoons. So, I mean, I think it'll be beneficial to kids of that age group, you know, especially if you have any type of difficulty in getting them to, you know, brush, not necessarily brush their teeth, but brush them the way they should, you know, as for as long as they should. So, in that vein, uh, yeah, I think that it's a great project, and I'm, I'm glad they did it. Now, they didn't say this, but I wonder if, if um, since this is linked to your Nintendo account, if there's a way for you to link Pokemon Smile up to the Pokemon Home app to transfer your Pokemon from that you catch in that game to like Sword and Shield or anything like that, that'd be kind of interesting. If that was a way you could actually like canonically catch Pokemon for your main adventure, that would be cool. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, but I mean that'd be an awesome feature. Yeah the the next game was Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is a game that's actually available now on mobile and it's on Nintendo Switch with cross-play support and have either one of you played this because I haven't and I know it's a puzzle game that's kind of or it's like one of those uh yeah it's a puzzle game that you can play so have you guys had any experience with playing that game yet I have I've I've played it about 20 minutes oh that's right yeah you played it and then you fell asleep yeah I did fall asleep I mean it plays just like any other mobile puzzle type game Basically, it's you've got like a, a jar or like a block or something, and it, it fills up with little faces of different Pokemon, and you take your finger and you drag them around and you try and connect as many as you can. But it's not like they stay in those set rows. It's like they all jumble up, so you can push through other little faces to connect the other ones, and it's all time-based, and it just... it. I don't know, maybe it gets more difficult in the later levels. I'm only like on maybe the sixth puzzle. But right now it just it it's extraordinarily boring because there's no level of difficulty at all. You're just rubbing your finger on the screen, matching up little heads and it moves to the next level and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's really dull. It's really boring. It I don't know what the the in game transactions are, but right now I'm I'm ruling it as a cash grab. Understandable. Michael, have you played it at all? I've seen some of the gameplay, and I've actually played their their previous uh, like puzzle type game. I believe it was called uh, like Pokemon Puzzle League or something along those lines. And it has very similar, like a little bit more structured gameplay. And uh, I, I think it's just a like a, a just rehash of that game, honestly. Gotcha. All right. So the two big announcements that Pokemon uh, dropped was the one that to me was the best one of that they showed off, which is that. After waiting 20 long years, we are finally getting a sequel to Pokemon Snap, which was a game that came out on the N64. I think I was probably three or four years old when that game came out. and But it was one of my favorite games that I ended up getting for the N64, and I would not stop playing it until I caught every Pokemon, or took a picture of every Pokemon you could get in there. So 
Uh, Michael, were you excited to see a new Pokemon Snap? Oh, hell yeah. And, like, they even did an homage to the original with that, that Pikachu shot. So, and that was a nice touch. While we, I feel like we should have seen this with, like, the 3DS, it's still nice to see it with the Switch. I always thought it was going to be a Wii U game because it felt like it would be more natural to use the Wii U gamepad as, like, the camera and do that. Like that. But, or that. That would have been great. But, yeah, I'm like you, though. I'm glad that it's finally just here. So, Richard, are you a Pokemon uh, Snap fanatic like we are? I'm on the I'm on the exact opposite side of the spectrum. Of course, I didn't play the first one, but when I saw that trailer, it looked stupid as hell. <laughs> like all you do is walk around taking pictures of Pokemon. I mean, I don't, you know, I if that's all there is to it, I see that getting re- at least from my perspective getting really old really fast. Well, the original game. You're not wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> it does. The, the original game, you know, there's only 151 Pokemon back then. But there were certain puzzles that you had to solve to get some of the Pokemon to come out. Like, there was this long process that you had to do of getting Charmander to evolve into Charizard to get the picture of him. Now, granted, once you find that out and you get the picture of Charizard, like, the replayability of that's gone. But now there's over, there's like right at 900 Pokemon. And if they put all 900 Pokemon in this game, then, you know, they won't. But probably more than what's in sword and shield hopefully like they put more pokemon in it then that's going to make it to where there's more replayability trying to capture or take pictures of all of the pokemon in the game but we'll see it i'd say i mean for me it's it's more about like the what draws me to pokemon is the battling and stuff like that so i think this this pokemon game might leave me out and that's okay but <laughs> well it's really more of a battle with the camera. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon battles, the um, the last game that they revealed, which if you watch the trailer, to me made it look like they were about to drop a new Pokemon Stadium or something game in that series. Because Pokemon Stadium to me is like the best Pokemon ever. It's just battles, no story. It's just jump in, get your rental Pokemon and have at it. But they did the exact opposite of what I thought they were going to do, and they announced Pokemon Unite, which is a free-to-start MOBA that's a multiplayer online battle arena, and it's available, it's coming soon, but it has cross-play between Switch and mobile, and like I said, it's free-to-start, which means that it is going to have microtransactions in it, probably to get new Pokemon and stuff. So, uh, Michael, how do you feel about it? Uh, I... I'm not sure how it's going to do strictly on a mobile slash switch aspect. Uh, most of the MOBAs do well on limited hardware options on PC. Like, drawing, drawing blanks on, on, on examples, but I mean, a lot of people play MOBAs on the PC. I mean, like uh, StarCraft? League of Legends, like a lot of them are just... They're, they're, they're really low resource. There's almost no reason for Nintendo not to port it to a PC other than they don't want to enter that market. Yeah. Just flat out refusal. Um, I mean, which is fair, but at the same time, why not? Yeah, honestly. All right. And last but not least, we had 
a presentation going over some news about Cyberpunk 2077. Richard, you watched the videos. Why don't you tell us about what they showed off? Yeah, I watched a lot of videos. It's uh, Man, it's a beautiful game. And I think the, the biggest point of the presentations was there's a lot of people in the media now that are getting demos, their time demos, but they're playing the first four hours or so and just kind of showcasing what the gameplay is actually going to feel like. And I think, uh, you know, for, for some people, I think when you approach this as like a cyberpunk uh, game and you that's the reason why you're into it, I think it's you're going to be thrilled at it. I think there is a portion of the audience, though, that think, thinks they're going to get like a cyberpunk witcher. And that couldn't be further from the truth, especially with what's come out over the past few oh, days. Man, but wouldn't that be beautiful? <laughs> you know, um, I think his name's Rob that Decker. That like a game to make, honestly. Rob Decker at a GameSpot. I think he probably said it best: is that it it plays like a uh, like a Grand Theft Auto, with um, yeah, that's what it looks like. It plays with Deus Ex mixed in with it, which that's going to give you your first person and your cyberpunk. But it looks, man, it looks amazing. And to me, the gameplay looks really good. They said that, you know, it's really easy to get sidetracked from that main quest, which, you know, with Witcher 3, that was, I wouldn't call it an issue. But, you know, you're always getting sidetracked by things. But, you know, they were talking about just walking through, you know, Night City and how huge it was and how you can just kind of see like a little neon light on this little alleyway. And you can go down that alleyway and it opens up this broad area that has all kinds of stuff. There's random events that happen. You can just get caught up in the life of the city. You know, they've, they've really talked about how alive the city feels and just driving around. Now, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of the video of like the vehicles when you're driving the cars. It looks like Grand Theft Auto at that point. Uh, but yeah, with the visuals and everything, um, it doesn't matter to me that they pushed it back. I, I kind of like that they pushed it back because I think, you know, they do want to have a, a quality product out there. But where we're hitting up against this console generation thing, I think a lot of people are probably going to hold off or wait until the next gen anyway. So, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. And whenever we come back, I'll be joined with Jason Tomlinson and Jonathan Bly. And we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the new Smash Brothers character, so stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone, to Next Gen Newsweek. I am sitting here with Jason Tomlinson from Big Dad Games and Jonathan Bly, who is a competitive Smash player from Big Dad Games. What's going on, everybody? Hey, what's up, man? Hey. How's it going, man? So, uh, Jason, we're going to start with you because we're eventually going to get to talking about um, the new Smash character, Min Min, who was revealed uh, last week. But just to give everybody an overview, uh, what is Big Dad Games? Big Dad Games is a... Uh, we're a <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going slow on it here because we haven't got to be ourselves in quite a while. Uh, we are a uh, gaming event uh, organization. We have... Uh, local tournaments uh, for a variety of games, but uh, of course the one that that we uh, do the most of is uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, right right here in the, just north of Nashville here in Tennessee, and uh, um, I've been missing the local scene for a long time, but uh, maybe maybe we'll get back together sometime in July or August. <laughs> Who knows? 
Yeah, so uh, just real quick, what uh, what made you decide to start uh, hosting your uh, weekly tournaments? Man, we were sitting in Sanders Ferry Pizza one day, and uh, that's, a, that's a local pizza place right here in Hendersonville. And my wife looked at all the TVs on the wall. She looks at me, and she said, we could do something here. <laughs> and then that was like that statement that just sent my my uh, my gamer brain into you know into the next the next level uh pun intended um uh and uh i asked the the owner there uh i was like hey do you guys ever have any gaming tournaments any smash brothers tournaments here he's like no i said well what about it and then there uh january of 2019 we had uh both of you boys were there. Uh, mm-hmm. We had about fifty-five players on the bracket. Not not fifty-five. It was more like thirty. Third, anyways, way more than I thought we would. <laughs> that the, that tournament itself structurally was a nightmare in hindsight. Uh, I, as a TO, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Uh, but, uh, as the months, uh, would go on, we would, uh, tighten up the process a lot more and, uh, about, uh, six months into it, we even were able to land a place in Gallatin where we were able to have uh, a weekly tournament at the, at the Sumner Teen Center for Smash Brothers. And that's been uh, a tremendous blessing ever since, uh, oh, ever since, uh, March of this year. Yeah, that's hopefully uh, once all this pandemic stuff is settled through, we'll be able to get back into going out there and uh, hanging out again. Because I missed my Smash community, I missed my weeklies I get to go to on Tuesday nights. So it's always been really fun to go to those. Definitely. So, uh, Jonathan, we'll jump to you. Um, what's your? You want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, like as far as like your gaming background and your time with playing Smash Ultimate? Uh, yeah, man. So I have uh, grown up playing. Uh, Every release of Smash Bros. from N64 with my brothers uh, to, to GameCube and then we just, you know, playing them all because uh, I have a bunch of siblings. So it, it makes sense to play a game that has, you know, four player capability. Um, and I never got to really get into Smash 4, but whenever Smash Ultimate was revealed and announced... I was like, okay, I have to get a Switch because I finally have the ability to be able to play this online. And, you know, I'm an adult now, so I can go to these locals and and find a community, which is where, you know, Big Dad Games has been super helpful and uh, great to be part of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, my time with Smash is actually fairly short as far as the quote-unquote competitive part of it goes. Uh, I I wouldn't consider myself all that competitive, but I do... uh, like having a local community to be a part of absolutely so yeah yeah well um so i guess we'll jump into the actual fighter reveal itself so jason we'll throw back to you uh were you excited about the min min reveal trailer or were you uh, expecting a different arms character to show Uh, up uh first of all when they when they announced that it was going to be an arms character i was immediately excited just because um a lot of the franchises uh before you know the franchise that hero is from the franchise that joker is from and the franchise that even Ter- i was more familiar with terry but just you know I, i'm not a, a fatal fury person necessarily i mean it's fine but uh we we, we did play a bit of a bit of arms um 
uh, my kids and I, uh, we we enjoyed that. Uh, we ended up trading it in. We'll probably buy it back again, as 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 we often do at our house. <laughs> but oh yeah, uh, I can relate but, to that. Uh, as far as the an arms character, you know, there there were there were haters and there were people that weren't excited about it. You know, maybe thinking that you know they're just trying to sell another Nintendo property. But but I was excited because Arms is really unique, uh, fun, lighthearted. You know, very very unique uh, fighting game. Um, so I, I was I was curious. You know, is it going to be Springman? Is it going to be uh, Ninjara? Is it going to be some of the others? Because obviously, if it's Springman, that's exciting because that means an assist trophy uh, could possibly be a character, which is you know opens up a whole another uh, array. <laughs> Of opportunities and options, but um, right. when I woke up, uh, I, I I slept in a bit last Monday, and the only thing that aggravated me, that bothered me, was that uh, the the title on YouTube of of the character reveal had Min Min in it, so oh, I no. didn't get to oh. experience uh, you know the the true wonder of watching <laughs> Mr. Sakurai un you know lead up to that true unveiling. You know uh, I I love the hype that they built up around it for. Uh, I guess it was a month or so uh, before they said arms, and then they finally said men, men. But uh, the the reveal trailer was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I have a taste for Japanese food, and I love real I love real ramen food. <laughs> so I mean, watching uh, uh, Fal- uh, Falcon and uh, help me out Kirby, uh, yeah, eat eat their ramen, and Kirby, then yeah. to see men men. Uh, here it was it was very very cool very cool um i heard her i won't start talking about her move set necessarily but her move set looks very very cool very uh i think it'll be a lot of fun to play with all right jonathan what about you uh i thought it was uh pretty cool that um they chose min min uh you know as hype as it would have been to have Springman, just for the implications that a cis trophy could be a character, uh, I wouldn't have looked forward to Springman. Uh, the the toothpaste uh, helmet hair. I'm so glad quite, you said toothpaste uh, hair. <laughs> appeal to you know what? I, <laughs> yeah, the the toothpaste hair. Uh, it doesn't quite appeal to me as a character as much as Min Min's uh, aesthetic and design does. Um, but, you know, ever since we knew that it was an ARMS character, we could pretty much assume that they're going to put a lot of care into it because it's a um, it's a franchise that seems to be close to Nintendo, even if it hasn't gotten as much love recently. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool that they're, that it was Min Min. There are a lot worse choices on the, <laughs> at least in my opinion, on the uh, ARMS true. roster that it could have been. Well, I was going to ask you, I, I, this is the way that I thought it was going to go when they didn't announce who the character was, that it was going to be like Hero, where there was going to be like four ARMS characters that were just sharing like one slot. So we would have gotten like uh, Ribbon Girl and Min Min and maybe Twintel oh, and right. uh, Ninjara maybe or someone else like that. So I think they would I still think it would have been cool if they did that, but I, I think Min Min has enough uh, personality by herself to separate herself on the roster. Yeah. Totally. So, Jason, do you think that Min Min is going to have the same appeal as some other characters in this, like other DLC characters have had? So, like, I remember whenever Piranha Plant first came out, that like everyone and the community was like all about Plant Gang, 
And I think it happened again with Joker, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think that Min Min has that kind of appeal? Or is she just going to be kind of like someone else? It's like, oh, yay, a new DLC character. Then she kind of just fades out a little bit. I'm really curious to see how it's going to go um, with the DLC characters as a TO. One frustrating thing for me is that I spend all the money to update all my accounts and then, and then like and then like uh percentage wise people stick to their mains people stick to the characters that they have been literally working years to perfect uh so i mean the expectation uh for all of us on the uh on you know running running the tournament running the brackets the expectation is for us to be current with everything and then you know (laughs) it just kind of it just it just doesn't happen so if if men men can kind of break that curse i'm all for it like uh i would say uh out of all the dlc uh in terms of a character uh, in terms of a player uh using one of the dlc characters to to pull off a victory uh joker and maybe piranha plant uh are the only two and granted my my experience uh is in a very small part of the uh the smash competitive scene i mean we're a suburb you know north of nashville so i can't i don't know how things go in uh larger metropolitan areas uh per se maybe you know maybe you'd see more hero or more byleth or whatever but mostly for for my players, it ends up being something really cool uh, to use in a friendly, but not necessarily something cool that is going to help somebody uh, yield a victory. Maybe, maybe men men will kind of uh, tip tip the scales. Uh, I think that um, the people that uh, recognize, uh, you know, the the use of the the left the left hand and the right hand for her, um, I I think that's going to appeal to a really specific player, and is that player in these parts? I hope so. I, I that would be really cool. If I can add on to that, I think uh, I think what will really determine whether or not she breaks the the uh, to curse of no one using the DLC for uh, victories is. It's going to be a matter of uh, balancing how fun is she on an individual level uh, and compared to, uh, you know, the other like Banjo or Hero. But on top of that, she also has to have some viability to like you you don't want to go into a tournament and play a character that's fun, but, you know, you'll lose on. So she has to have some type of viability in that regard. And she she very well may. Yeah, that was, I guess, bringing into the next question I had for you, Jonathan. Do you think that her, like, from what we've seen of her moveset, do you think that she is going to be a competitive character, or is she more like that that gimmick character that you pull out at a friendly uh, while you're waiting for your time to go and bracket? <laughs> I think as far as her moveset is designed, uh, it is 100% for the casual scene. However, uh it's all really just depending on the numbers behind her moveset. Because, right. of course, she doesn't look necessarily broken at a higher level competitive play. But if her numbers are insane, like she has some, you know, 30 percentage aerial forward smash, uh, then, yeah, <laughs> we could see her definitely played competitively if, if, if the, the knobs aren't turned just the right way there. All right, so 
moving on from uh, Min Min, the other, I guess, kind of big reveal out of this was uh, that Vault Boy from Fallout is getting a the Me Gunner costume treatment. Uh, so I don't know. Like, it feels like Meat Gunner is getting a lot of uh, special treatment with these because, like, all of the really cool costumes have come from the. They go to Meat Gunner, I guess. Like, I think they show who was it, uh, Callie and Marie from Splatoon True. as the. Um, there, those costumes didn't look good at all, and or at least they didn't to me. But uh, so I'm just gonna ask both of you uh, going forward. First off, who is your pick for the next character that should get revealed and what me costume would you like to see be bundled with them like in the same direct so jason we'll go to you first huh uh my my nerd dad answer is uh if my son hears this he's gonna punch me but um my (laughs) my answer is uh, i would love to see (laughs) Uh, Slippy Toad or Peppy from Star Fox. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see either one of them revealed. I mean, it's 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 a joke, and I really appreciate um, Alpha Rad's uh, promoting F- Frogger there for a while. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a meme! What a meme! I don't know if he was serious or not, but. Uh, I just if 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 it's goofy, if it's quirky, like for example, I'm I'm not a Mortal Kombat player, but all the Shaggy stuff was hilarious. Like, um, and I and I love I love that uh, Sakurai uh, and the whole team take elements from M games that are just like way more violent than um, a Smash Brothers game would ever would ever have room for mm-hmm. and then we have you know stuff from now Fallout we, obviously we have stuff from Bayonetta stuff uh, from well of course from uh, Persona 5 uh, Metal Gear yeah Metal Gear yeah. exactly uh, I, I think that's so ironic and hilarious um, so uh, if, if, if it's funny if it's quirky if it you know appeals to a goofy dad like myself then yeah i'd absolutely love to see uh peppy or or slippy um just because uh it i think i think it definitely fits i mean we have game and watch for pete's sake and then i've seen game and watch <laughs> do really well and in, in some in some tournaments and competitions as far as the the me fighter costume i don't know um I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, we haven't ever seen anything uh, in Smash uh, from comic book, any any comic books. Um, obviously, you know, Mortal Kombat gets some attention that way, and uh, of course, um, uh, what's uh, and some of the other games do too. But I mean, um, if we could ever have anything comic booky like it would i know marvel and dc would probably never go for it because well dc wouldn't definitely because uh they don't necessarily play play well uh uh they they belong to warner brothers but um i don't know it'd be it'd be it'd be cool to see um some 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 me fighter skins uh from from the from comic books almost anything i'd be happy with Okay, so uh, Jonathan, what about you? What is your uh, your pick? As far as the next uh, character for the uh, the fighter pass, I got to be honest with you. I was I've really been wanting Heihachi. 
and he was pretty much 100% deconfirmed with the reveal of the Me Brawler costume. So now not only am I not getting Heihachi, but now I have to learn how to play Me Brawler. <laughs> so it's a, a lose-lose there. <laughs> but uh, we roughing it. We roughing it out here, but that's okay. Um, they can redeem themselves in my eyes as far as what characters are built. Of course, uh, I'm completely happy with the roster and, and anything that they do or don't add, I, I'm going to be happy with. But uh, the character that I would love to see the most has to be Yoshimitsu. Because then you're getting oh. a representative from both Soul Calibur and Tekken into uh, this this ultimate fighting game that, that Smash has sort of become with the inclusion of Ryu and Terry. I think it'd be cool. I think that we're probably going to get another character in this fighter pass that's going to use like the command inputs like Terry did. It's I think you're probably on the right track that we'll... I don't know if it's Yoshimitsu, but I think we'll get somebody who does that, who has that kind of moveset. I think it would be cool, especially seeing how they've handled Min Min with her uh, B attacks being, is it her right arm or her left arm? Either way, it, it uh, controls... A, a is her left arm and B is her right arm. Okay, so now that we've seen them use the B button for more than just a special input, it's now a, you know, right hand. I think that works really well in both Tekken and Soul Calibur systems, you know, because... Uh, in Soul Calibur, it's vertical and horizontal attacks, and in Tech, and it's left arm, right arm, just like Min Min. Um, I think it'd be cool to have Yoshimitsu. As far as the Mii costumes, uh, the only one that I could think that I wouldn't be terribly um, excited for, but I think would be a good fit, would be like the main character of Drawn to Life or something like that, because I think that okay. that kind of works. It'd give the Swordsman a, a good cameo skin. Well, speaking of a good sword, a me sword fighter skin, the one that I want is Minecraft Steve. That way, he can't be a real character. <laughs> no, 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 that's just cruel. Steve's getting in, whether we like it or not. He's got to be. <laughs> no, Master Chief gets in before Steve does. Oh, see, I'm actually kind of torn which one I would like more. Uh, so. I think I, 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 like, I would rather play as Master Chief, but I would rather see Minecraft Steve just if not only for the memes, for the significance of, <laughs> you know, Minecraft. We have to either get Master Chief or Doom Guy. Like, one of those has to be real, because those were yeah. both leaked, like, forever ago. Like, if you follow leaks, it was both yeah. of them. And we have to get at least one of them. <laughs> That's just not fair. My uh, my pick for the uh, next DLC character, I think that my my heart tells me that I, I should pick uh, Crash Bandicoot, but... Uh, I really want to see Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. That'd be cool. Like, that way we get some uh, lightsaber representation. <laughs> <laughs> since, since, you know, Star Wars mm. isn't ever going to get into Smash. So, anyway, mm -hmm. I, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I think cool. Travis Touchdown's a, a very stylish pick. I think he fits yeah. into that, like, category that Joker fits into of having this uh, big audience that might be a little bit, like, it, it's it might be a little bit more cult following but it still has all this flair and uh, would translate super well, I think. So Yeah. Uh, seeing it, whenever, uh, what was it, last Monday when they revealed Min Min, they said, we're not announcing any new characters, but like an hour after uh, that presentation was when they announced uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. So I was expecting <laughs> them to just be like, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> you know how we said that there wasn't a new Smash reveal in that video? It's here instead. It's <laughs> Man, that'd be some crazy cross-promo. Oh, yeah, totally. 
All right. Well, that about wraps up uh, looking into Min Min going it forward. Um, you can look forward to Min Min coming out tomorrow at the time, or actually today, depending on uh, whenever you're listening to this, or she's out now. So, um, Jonathan, Jason, thank you guys uh, so much for hopping in here to talk about uh, Smash with me. Uh, do you guys have any social media or anything you want to plug real quick? Not me personally. I'll plug. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely plug uh, Big Dad Games on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, just search Big Dad Games on any of those platforms. And if uh, also uh, we got a Big Dad Games friends on uh, as a Facebook group. Um, and uh, the, the links to our Discord, uh, the, our Discord is on all of those places. We'd love to see you out there. All right. Thank you guys so much. No problem, man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thanks for listening to Next Gen Newsweek. If any of you gamers out there have an interest in board games and the hobbyist perspective of board games, come check out my new channel on YouTube, Board Game Breakdown. We'll be reviewing the hottest games, taking a peek at exclusive Kickstarter projects, and even some special tutorials on ways to make your game night a night to remember. Again, that's Board Game Breakdown, now on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. Uh, special thanks again to Jason and Jonathan for chatting with me about Min Min. Uh, can't wait for her to come out. And she should hopefully be out by the time you are listening to this or shortly after. But anyway, we are going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up for tonight. So we're going to start with uh, what games we're playing. So Richard, what are you up to this week? Um, well, I'm still playing the terraria the last update i'm trying to get everything cataloged in journey mode but i also picked up a little indie title on the switch called the uh, the friends of ringo ishikawa which is a it's a beat-em-up style game but it's also really complex you know you can have a job you can you can work out you can go to you're a high school senior in japan um you're kind of like in a, a street gang you got to deal with other street gangs it's a 16-bit title. It looks like, you know, a 90s beat-em-up, similar to, like, Double Dragon. But there's a there's a much richer complexity to it. And the soundtrack is just absolutely phenomenal. So if, uh, if you like nostalgic-looking, complex, kind of genre-bending titles like that, man, it's a, it's a really great game. Awesome. Uh, Michael, what have you been playing this past week? Um, mainly I've just been like re-downloading titles onto my computer after updating it, but I've been playing, um, Grand Summoners on mobile. Uh, they recently started doing a, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho update, so you can actually play and keep those characters, cool. uh, on your, on your profile for free. I think, uh, when you first log into it, you get a free ticket for just a random drawing of which, whichever title character, so that's a, that's a nice bonus. Heck yeah. Just for starting. Well... It should um, come to no surprise that uh, I've been playing The Last of Us Part Two, and I have a lot to <laughs> say about this game, but I will not say it right now. Um, we are thinking about doing a uh, spoiler cast discussion with some uh, friends of ours that have actually played through and um, hopefully by then beaten the game, and maybe just do that as a standalone episode if you guys want to hear that. But... In regards to The Last of Us 2, um, I will say that if you were somebody who watched the leaks and you listened or you read the cliff notes that people put online 
and the everything that you could think about this game that you've seen but not actually experienced and that has uh, left a bad taste in your mouth and making you not want to play it you still need to play this game because I've read the leaks now that I've gotten to the major story bits and they do not do the events in this game justice and it is worth your $60 to go and play this and uh yeah and on that note I'm also going to throw in our uh viewer question for this week which is from our um pretty much one of our number one fans Don Kirby uh who submits a question just about every week now he says um if no more games were to come out for the rest of the year what would be your 2020 game of the year and of course mine's The Last of Us Part 2 uh, Richard, what is your game of the year if no other games were to come out? It's it's going to be a toss-up between Doom Eternal and the remaster of Final Fantasy VII. Because it's... I kind of want to give it to Final Fantasy VII just because it's it's the remaster is so beautiful. But on that, on that note, though, it is a remaster. Um, Doom Eternal is more of an original game, and it's got such great combat. Really arcade fast-paced. I'm... Um, I'm going to go with Doom Eternal. All right. Michael, what is your uh, game of the year so far? That might be a little sad, but No Man's Sky. Uh, and I feel like I feel like that studio really just deserves it. I mean, the, t- the title is years old, but, I mean, they're still trugging away and trying to really, really cater to the fans of the game. Because they've done every single update yeah. since that game all for free. I think... You know, whenever... Who's the studio that made No Man's Sky? Hello Games. Alright, so I feel like Hello Games, whenever they first made No Man's Sky, like, they had a vision, and I think that there were a lot of hiccups with the game. And, you know, and I think that the vision that they wanted for the game was still there. And I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, they didn't just give up and throw their hands up and were like, you know, we're walking away from this. Um, cause they, they wanted to create the game that their fans wanted. Cause there's a lot of developers that, you know, someone throws out a crap game, like even if it's a game that's been hyped up, you know, I won't make any, uh, we're pointing any fingers here, but they'll just throw their hands up and walk away from it and work on something else. And it kind of leaves. It's, it's really sad. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Anthem suffered from that like uh i mean they they put out the game they they said they intended to make an update to it but they really they've really done nothing to it and it looks like it's just a de- on a dead platform now well since we're calling out bioware mine was going to be mass effect andromeda so um yeah that particular studio uh getting called out just uh you know they, they just walk away from it and they try to work on something else and you know maybe they they learn from their mistakes but the the fans that they have for that current platform you know they're just kind of screwed and I really commemorate uh, Hello Games for you know taking their time instead of working on No Man's Sky two or whatever that they are just continually to you know funnel money and effort into this game so that way it can be the best game that it is. So I mean yeah I I know No Man's Sky is a older game but if that's what your game of the year is I'm happy to see it on this list. I mean for what it's worth it is on sale right now it's fifty percent off on Steam. And it's part of the uh, Xbox Game Pass. So you get that for free if you have Xbox Game Pass. Right on. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up. We're running over time a little bit already. Not a big deal. 
Richard, you want to plug uh, your new series? Have we gotten a chance to talk about that on here since you've launched? I don't think we have. Uh, no, I mean the Jaws episode's out now, and it's it's got. I mean, as far as like views and subscribers goes, I'm I'm good with what's going on. We've got new videos that we're recording this week, so more more content is on the way, uh, especially on Instagram. There's going to be some pictures and stuff to pop up. So if you haven't yet, follow me. You know, check it out. There is more stuff on the way. Maybe even food videos. Yeah. Food you say? Recipe videos. Okay. That sounds like yeah. a recipe for success. It should be. Because, you know, it's, it's we're approaching this as a game night thing. And food is a definite part of game night. So there now, may be a sprinkling. Do you to incorporate feet into food night? Feet into food night? Mm. <laughs> You, if if I can find a way to figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of food, uh, Michael, do you want to talk? Anything new you want to say about uh, unsolicited nudes? Oh man, it is the up and coming meme page. You should all join it. It is unsolicited, spelled the normal way, with nudes n o o d s. Yeah, and Michael, you've also got uh, your other Facebook page, Open Box Tech Deals, correct? That is, that is correct. I do. Uh, normally, I post um, like free games and stuff, and really good deals that I think people will enjoy. But occasionally, I'll I'll post like a, like a, like Best Buy, for example, has Open Box items. Uh, New Egg has refurbished items, and I'll post really good deals on there too. Awesome. All right, so you can find. Richard on uh, and his channel Board Game Breakdown on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram and and Facebook, right? Yes, yeah, we're on all those. On all social medias is Board Game Breakdown. You can find uh, Michael's Facebook pages, Open Box Tech Deals, and Unsolicited Nudes on Facebook. And if you want to uh, hang out with me while I stream The Last of Us Part Two. Until I get done with it and move on to something else, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash meachflow. Or if you want to watch the video on demand versions, they are on YouTube at meachflow. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. And thank you to our listeners for hanging out. And we'll see you next week. Bye.